0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to the news podcast. On today's episode, Calvina and I are going to be discussing the shaving industry and talking some more about the men behind the hairless beauty standards that exist today, because the women shaving industry is definitely one
1: upheld and also created by patriarchal constructions so i'll just begin by giving a little bit of historical context so in the west during the 19th century charles darwin's ideas about evolution inspired a fascination in other so-called scientific experts where they began to associate body hair with mammals and they saw it as very primitive and therefore less civilized and of course these ideas were only emerging in the victorian era but women's bodies were, of course, during this time, largely covered up, so there wasn't really much importance on whether they were shaved or not. Experts then also began to relate it to illness and uncleanliness, though we all now know, in fact, that hair in some regions can help to trap bacteria and prevent infections, for example, nostril hair or pubic hair.
0: Yes, for sure. And actually, the whole shaving industry for women actually links back, or I guess, the origin of it. I mean, from my own understanding, is the creation of disposable safety razors for men. Because before, men were using dull blades, which meant that they were more prone to cuts and scratches when shaving. And at the forefront of all of this was the Gillette company. And to be honest, I think it was quite smart because the razor blades Gillette made in response had to be replaced regularly. And so he ended up making a lot of money, right? And at the time, hemlines in women's skirts and dresses were also starting to rise. And they continued to rise all the way into the 1920s with, you know, flapper culture and things like that taking off, which meant that women were showing more skin, more leg and all of that. And Gillette and the Gillette company really capitalized on this in terms of their marketing because they spotted a way to increase profits by selling women's razors. So the first advertisements for women's razors basically said stuff like, Women of refinement shaved and also convinced women that body hair was undesirable. One poster I saw said something like, shaving helps you exist without embarrassment. So convincing women that having body hair was really embarrassing. And other ads also told women that they would be unloved and unmarried if they didn't shave. And so what the Gillette company did was create a problem and then also sell the solution to this problem, right? But in all this marketing, shaving for women suddenly went from not a thing to the new norm by the end of the 19th, not 19th, 20th century. So really, the whole women's shaving industry was started by a group of men making decisions
1: about women's bodies to line their own pockets, really now obviously we're talking about this standard in the west but it has obviously differed among cultures among periods among societies so in south korea recently pubic hair was actually seen as a sign of fertility and health so in the 2010s it was reported that um, some women were actually getting pubic hair transplants to make it fuller so in the west on the contrary of course there's different styles in terms of pubic hair but undeniably there's a pressure to be completely clean shaven. This isn't to say that hair removal has suddenly existed now and was only developed in the West in the 19th century, etc because of course there was, for example sugar ink created by ancient Egyptians and in Persian societies, but the issue is that it has firstly that has been capitalized upon by men as an industry, And that secondly, it's a standard, so any hair on a woman is seen as unacceptable apart from on the head and the brows, which needs to be neat anyways. So there's another argument here to be made about paedophilic undertones. So the only females in society without body hair, generally speaking, of course, are prepubescent girls. There's a lot of other paedophilic beauty and behavioural standards of women, for example, high-pitched voice, being submissive, etc. That makes this idea more plausible, that there's this hairless ideal coming from a desire to make women as childlike as possible. And this is arguably largely to do with the patriarchy keeping women inferior to men in the way that adults are the superiors of children. Yeah,
0: I think that means that
1: that makes us question whether we can fully blame
0: the ads and the marketing that's gone on surrounding women shaving, because did they really create a beauty standard or did they just propagate existing standards and expectations that already existed of women?
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's so ingrained in our culture that women are going to do it regardless. So, for example, traditional advertising of razors, it's a woman shaving a shaven leg. So essentially you're creating a taboo where there isn't one. And the adverts, I guess you could say they reinforce the culture, but they don't solely create it. So the beauty standard is going to be there with or without the adverts because of how deeply it's ingrained in the culture.
0: I think recently there's also been a rise in women saying no to shaving and no to shaving movements. And I think that is slightly accredited to the growth in women reclaiming their own bodies, especially after the body positivity movement. So women are wanting more now to exist in their natural state without feeling the need to change their bodies to fit a certain societal norm. What is interesting though is The figure that many people envision when the word feminism is brought up is that of a woman with hairy legs and armpit hair, a woman basically that hasn't shaved. So it's interesting that that is a symbol or a marker of feminism, but it's not a symbol of femininity according to societal standards.
1: It's exactly like you said, it's a a symbol of feminism, but not a symbol of femininity, even though it's naturally occurring. So, it kind of brings up the question of what a woman is in a sense. So, a woman existing in her natural state without shaving or without wearing makeup, for example, is seen by society as androgynous and as acting gender neutral. So, essentially, acting feminine or acting as a woman has become a performance. Men are men they exist as men in their natural state, whereas what defines a woman in the 21st century is more of a performance, you could say. And I guess you could say that it's not just a performance, but it's also a painful one. So it's seen as very normal to go for an expensive and incredibly painful Brazilian wax every month as a woman, but there isn't an equivalent for men. This isn't to say that there should be one, of course, but there is a huge discrepancy and in fact, it's not only a painful performance, but a deadly one. So back in the 1920s and 30s, I read that the obsession with being hairless was so ingrained in society that thousands of women in the West were actually killed or left permanently disabled by the chemical depilatory Cormelu, which was made from rat poison. Of course, our modern methods of hair removal are definitely not deadly, but the modern industry has an alarming past, and in our society there still remains an unhealthy and sexist standard on women to be completely hairless. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode
0: and continue to tune in to the news podcast. If you do feel interested in also participating, you can send us an email at admin at newslondon.co.uk we're always looking for new people to interview or to contribute articles to our blog, which can be found at www.newslondon.co.uk. You can also check out our Instagram at news_ldn. That's all from us. This was the News Podcast.